Let's get ready to rumble. Samson, put your phone down, man. We are not playing Warcraft Rumble right now. We are live <laughs> on a Tuesday night. I am trying to get uh, everybody in here. We got to get Just Rambling in the Mugiwara's uh, cameo crew I'll download it tonight. on Warcraft Rumble. If you are currently playing, uh, thank you for taking a quick break to catch up with us for the last <laughs> two weeks in uh media and entertainment news it has been so busy i'm just ramblings downloading it right now so uh thank you guys for hopping in here we are short of foo uh he is maybe gonna join us in the uh-oh we got hot takes coming in the chat already okay. speaking of which uh hopefully foo's gonna join us in the chat here um, we are live currently on twitch.tv forward slash cameos. Uh, but if you're listening to us on the uh, on the later half of, of this podcast, we are on Spotify as well. So uh, you can catch us in either one of those places, uh, podcasts, Twitch TV, YouTube. Uh, I haven't uploaded to YouTube in a while. I got I to gotta remember to do that. Samson, you got to. Like, right. I thought it did it automatically. Honestly, nah, oh. no, I, I, it was that was a whole technical debacle. So, there you go. um, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop rambling. We got a lot to catch you guys up on. Uh, it has been a very, very busy week or two. Um, I think we're gonna, we're gonna try to cover two main things that sort of have happened. Uh, and maybe we'll talk about Loki in here a little bit as well, since. The audience has opinions, um, but the Marvel expose, there have been a lot of things coming out from people in the industry, working closely at Marvel, um, content creators who, who have the inside scoop, um, wrote a very interesting Vanity Fair article. And then, of course, there was that uh, the reign of the MCU or something like that that came out about a month ago now. Um, but then I think we also got to spend some time to talk about Gen V because that's something that doesn't suck. And Seth Rogen is the new Kevin Feige. I'm calling it. I'm saying it now. That's my hot take. For, for two, two shows that are linked together. No. Uh, Invincible is also amazing and incredible. Yeah, He's basically just Amazon Prime's like Kevin Feige. Yeah, but those aren't linked. Listen, give it, time. it could, yeah, give it time. They're, give it time. They're linking more to <laughs> The Yeah, yeah, exactly. The uh, the Invincible Boys crossover is inevitable. You heard it here first. All right. Speaking of hearing it here first, Samson, what did we miss? Uh, well, all right. You mentioned Loki, so I'll start with like Loki-esque news. Um, first with Jonathan Majors. I uh, think his case is now uh, November 2nd. Uh, the motion to dismiss was denied. Uh, also, apparently, the prosecution is trying to get uh, a London police report uh, because his ex is from London. So there might have been uh, some domestic incident there that they want to use as evidence on the November 2nd case. Is this the same it's a, it's trial? Oh, geez. Have they, have they delayed this a lot? Because I feel like yeah. this was supposed to happen back yeah. in August. Yeah, but then the, so the, uh, I think 
the defense asked for a stay because they hadn't received all the the evidence or something the prosecution had. I don't know, there's a lot going on. And then the defense wanted yeah. to dismiss, but uh, there wasn't enough to dismiss. That motion was denied. So now this is supposed to be happening in November. So there's a bunch of stuff. Uh, Just in time, maybe, I mean, let's see, we got the last, speaking of Loki, we got the last episode next week, right? Yeah. Or this week? This Thursday. This, this Thursday is the last episode of Loki. I think it's a conspiracy. They wanted to get this wrapped up so that they could retain that viewership. <laughs> I don't know about all that. I think it. I think it's it's a fact. But oh, it's a fact, time, Jack. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> also, apparently, the uh, Loki's head writer uh, Eric Martin he did a uh, interview with Hollywood Reporter, um, or they at least covered the interview that was done. And he talks about the second to last episode, um, and like, oh, sorry, the fourth episode. Sorry. Not the second last episode. The fourth episode when uh, the big like thing happened. I don't want to like spoil for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. Mm -hmm. uh, but apparently there's meeting and all of it, and there's a lot that's supposed to happen Thursday at nine or whatever time it comes on. So look forward to it. If you don't like Loki, I don't understand why it's the best thing that show wise the best thing that Marvel has put out. It's like yeah, it's like chat, chat wants us to change their mind. I can't saying, change, change your mind. my mind. So we gotta, we have to change it. I can't Great. change your mind. I will say, I will say, the show's been on kind of like a like it started really good. Second episode didn't really get me. Third episode was a little better. Fourth and fifth have been on the up and up. The last episode was phenomenal. I mean, there were like so many moments in that last episode where I was like, yes, yeah. it should all be like this. Yeah, I love it. Should all be like this. The whole thing was good to me. I feel like for the theme of the multiversal saga, it's the only thing I've seen that has actual like multiversal stakes, or at least feels uh -huh. like that. Well, yeah, but we were talking about that too. That it's crazy that this is like the cornerstone of this. Yeah. <laughs> this like right. like a look like everybody heard the lineup and they were like, oh, we're getting a Wanda show. Oh, we're getting. Falcon Winter Soldier. Oh, we're getting da 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 da. Like, and then you hear Loki, and you're like, "That's going to be an interesting thing." How are they going to do a Loki show? And now here we are, two two and a half years later, and you're like, "This is what everything rides on." <laughs> like, like everything gets explained and happens in this show, and that is just such a weird. I love Tom Hiddleston. I think the show is great. I think the performances are pretty solid. But man, you could not have paid me enough money to guess that this was going to be like where all of our MCU eggs in the proverbial basket would be, right? Yeah, and it makes me wonder how this is going to go forward because uh, it said that viewership has been down for well, all the Disney Plus shows, essentially, but Loki in particular, uh, for the, the Nielsen ratings were pretty low for the first episode, and I don't know if they've increased over time, but if people aren't watching Loki's how are you going to know what's really going on in the greater MCU? Because this seems to be carrying all the weight of the multiverse. Right. So the answer is, the answer is that's the neat part. You don't, <laughs> you won't. Oh God. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we'll see what happens. I love it though. That's exactly, yeah, I'm that's exactly what we will do. We will see more, more things to see. Marvel wise. There's a lot. Uh, this is this is important. I'm going to pause on this one because uh, Daredevil, um, the the series that 
uh, Disney Plus or Marvel, Disney, whatever, is now working on. Uh, it has a new showrunner, right? And the showrunner is uh, the uh, is De- Dario Scardapan, and he worked on Netflix, uh, The Punisher. So, for one, I that was my favorite Netflix Marvel show. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited for this. I'm glad to see that. Uh, one, the you know they're holding true to the writers' guilds demands. Like, yo, we you have to have showrunners. So, all right, here's a showrunner. This is a showrunner with like the history behind not only this property, right? Because Daredevil's in the Punisher series, but like mm-hmm. he he worked on something that was really good. Something Marvel. Right, I'm very excited for this. And then uh, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Um, are going to direct the remaining uh, episodes of uh, the Daredevil Disney Plus series. Um, and then they've directed episodes of Loki. Um, mm. Loki season Damn. two. So, so you said you said a new showrunner, but did you just mean a showrunner? Because there was no showrunner before. Yeah, sorry. Right? Yeah, they hired a showrunner. That's okay. Because like, that was a point of clarification because the writers... Like part of the reason that the shows up to this point have been so uh-huh. all over the place is that they've fixed everything in post. There haven't been showrunners. The executives have basically been calling all the shots, and then uh-huh. we've seen how that's played out. So yeah, I I mean yeah, not great news that they're redoing it again. Um, but it sounds like this is for the better. I love those. It, those it feels names. like in light of both the book that came out and that big Marvel expose, there have been press releases that indicate that they're making changes. Like they're trying to like course correct the ship. Mm-hmm. So it's like before everyone was speculating, okay, speculating, okay, which way is Marvel going to go with these like gritty street level stories like Daredevil, Echo, et cetera. And then if they just came out and blatantly said it, okay, it's going to be rated R. Then they also announced today that Blade, the film is going to be rated R. So it's like, it's, it feels like they're trying to switch up on the formula a little bit. Like, I'm hoping it's not, like, Disney-fied rated R, which is, would just be terrible. But like, it, there's this strong indication that, okay, they know they've messed up. There's been many, many signs and hints and actions that have demonstrated that. Now they're trying to go in a different direction. I don't know, we don't necessarily know if that's going to be a good one, but it's, it's a lot better than what we've been getting, which is just the same old rehashed storylines the same whole rehash formula that mm-hmm. it just tired out and lost all goodwill with audiences sorry also and speaking of echoes since you mentioned it uh comes out january 10th and uh you don't need any context behind uh marvel to like enjoy echo and then you get all the episodes all at once so i think that's like you, you said disney's trying to course correct i think that's their way of saying like oh, is this mm-hmm. going to work uh i was pleasantly surprised by that trailer yeah that it was a good trailer. If you haven't seen the trailer, you can check it out on YouTube, of course. YouTube has yeah. everything. But it, it looks really good. And again, you don't need to like actually watch any of the other Marvel things to watch Echo. It can kind of stand alone. That's great. So yeah. But it's like, I mean, that's the, the greatness of the MCU. That's what it's always been, where it's like you take these very obscure characters, you cast them very mm-hmm. well, you give them a great story, and then they become household names. Mm-hmm. It's like they turned a talking tree and a raccoon into some of, two of the most <laughs> famous characters in fiction. So it's like, there's still magic here. It's just, you got to apply the quality yeah. to the quantity you're putting out. Yep. 
Yeah, hundred percent. I I don't think they can do that though. I think they just have to reduce the quantity. I, I, I think agree. I hope that that's the next realization that they have. Their talent is just spread too thin. Um, unless Bob Iger and the C-suite starts to take a pay cut so they can pay these uh, visual effects workers more and hire more of them mm-hmm. and writers and production people. Yeah, there's just you can't. You can't put out 24 things a year and expect them to be as good when you were doing two or three movies a year. And Bob Iger needs his yachts. You can't deprive yeah, the what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Think of the billionaires. <laughs> Uh, oh, also, sorry, I should have mentioned it when I was talking about Echo being able to stand alone. It's part of like Marvel. Marvel Studios is launching their like Marvel Spotlight uh, mm. banner, right? So it's a bunch of, and we talked about this like offline. Like, we just talking to each other. This is what they do in comics, right? There's like a greater story, right? There's like a let's say there's the Endgame, right? But when Endgame happens, there's all this stuff that happens around Endgame. So Marvel Spotlight is essentially those things that are just limited stories that you don't need to actually watch the main large thing to enjoy. It's just character driven. Like, yeah, here's stuff that's going on uh, around the MCU. So it it gives you like uh, just a a good story. Yeah. Man, whoever came up with that idea is genius and they should have done this at the beginning of Man. this whole saga, I don't like, know if they're they been like these are spotlights. Yeah. These are spotlights. <laughs> well, like just just set the expectation at the beginning that this is not going to be like interwoven and trying to build up. You know what I mean? Like give us give us main stories that are like in the story, and they like progress the main multiversal saga, and then give us side stuff, and just tell us that it's side stuff. Yeah. You know, but I'm saying I don't I don't know if it's genius because that's what they do in the comics, right? So this has always been done, well, and I don't know why it took them so long to just do that with cinema, right? You you already do it. It's the the groundwork's already been laid, and I don't know why someone was sitting there like trying to figure out what should we do next when. The blueprint is right there for you. You could have yeah. always done this. I thought they were going to call it Marvel Knights because that's like a, like a, a sub-brand within the Marvel brand that mm-hmm. focuses entirely on gritty street-level stories. So there's like Marvel Knights and then there's uh, Marvel Max. And clearly they can't go with Max because HBO would have stepped up and like, ah, nope, that's our bullshit, stay away. <laughs> but uh, Marvel Knights would have been focusing on like, you know, Moon Knight, Daredevil, Punisher, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, like... But Spotlight makes more sense because it expands it beyond the gritty street level stuff. It's like you could do Marvel Spotlight for Nova or Marvel Spotlight for Quasar, where it's like, okay, here's who this character is. So you know that when they appear in, I don't know, the next Guardians of the Galaxy or the next Marvel's film, that's what they are. Yeah, and, and it's, a, I, it's an ingenious way to go about it. Yeah, I, I assume it's like the brand identity, right? If you, yeah. if you do Marvel Knights and then you just put everything under Marvel Knights, then when you have Moon Knight and all these people Yo. who are like, <laughs> a team together that whatever, right. whatever they're called right then fans will get confused and then also well everybody thought they, they were building towards um the midnight suns right, right. They, yeah. still and do I, that. they probably will at some point like it just needs to course correct but then also there's like a, a apparently there's a comic book series called marvel spotlight also so they already had like let's just let's just do this <laughs> we'll just do this instead <laughs> it's like right there for us so yeah. what if what if to like go back and retcon some of this like stuff that's happened over this saga that's just been messy. What if they slap that like spotlight label 
on some of these properties or products that they've done that haven't tied in and then just like clean some things up in post-production. So like Eternals is like a perfect example. Just like throw Marvel spotlight on that and then just get rid of the after credit scene. (laughs) And then all of a sudden- There was a celestial sticking out of- Yeah, I I don't think you could do that with- It's its own thing. You can't do it with Eternals. Doesn't matter. (laughs) It's it's, it's just a fun story that happened. Or they say like these spotlight stories don't necessarily happen in the same- timeline or whatever like i feel like they could they could toss that away very easily with very few like disney's the same company that went back after they bought lucas films and they butchered all that shit in the original star wars movies like they're not afraid to go back and mess with their own movies I mean, yeah, they're trying to retcon the jim crows from the disney brand <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, don't, I don't know if that's the point i know this. that crow is there i've seen the crow, the racist the crow. i've seen him <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's the point of the spotlight stuff though right i think the the point of it is to just have good stories that could branch into bigger things later. That's what I assume. I think it is. To Sean's point, like Spotlight would have worked well for the Eternals if it was a Disney Plus series and each episode focused on each Eternal. Mm. This way we get to know like who they are, what their background Uh is. And then if you want to have a big ensemble moment at the end of the Spotlight series, you can do that. But for the most part, when they appear again in the films, Mm-hmm. that's, you know, we know who they are. So it's like launch the characters right. through Spotlight, but then keep going with the films with like the already known characters. And then whenever these other characters pop up, it's like, oh, okay, that's, um, what's her name? Gilgamesh from Eternals or um, Kate Bishop from Hawkeye. Well, I think right. maybe that's the, like, the point of, let's say Echo. Echo's like the the litmus test, right? They put mm-hmm. on Echo. Like, you don't need anything else to enjoy Echo. Just watch it, enjoy it. And now you have a background for this character. And at least if you see Echo later, uh, as as a larger MCU fan, you know, uh, this is Echo. She came from here. Now she's in uh, Infinity War, whatever she's going to be in later. I'm good. I can enjoy this. And they could do that for, like you said, like Nova, anything they want to introduce. Although it seems like they want to focus on like street level stakes, right? Where it's not like grand universal or like global threats. It's just like, uh who's a good example like uh at one point like in uh house of m right at one point quicksilver has his own little thing going on where he's just trying to get terrigenmas so he can get his powers back so it's just him walking around trying to get the humans to give him terrigenmas right you can just do that and this is its own little thing right you don't need the whole uh what was going on around that actually that's a bad example because it wasn't house of m it was another thing but during house of m there's like stories of things that are happening in the mm-hmm. House of M universe, right? Outside of like the the big House of M comics. So you had like House mm-hmm. of M, like Avengers. So here's what these right. Avengers are doing <laughs> during this whole <laughs> thing, right? House of M, like it's, I, I, I am looking forward to stuff like that. Just little yeah. stories that I can just enjoy and then get back to the big thing later. And they could still build yeah. to Midnight Suns. It's like you have Moon, you have Moon Knight, you right. have Blade. Um, you have Black Knight who appeared in Eternals. All but you man, have to do is like Ghost Rider. If you want, uh, you can bring in Doctor Strange, but Doctor Strange is kind of like a big ticket character. You can bring in yeah. Nico Minaru, who's been introduced in the Runaways, uh, and have her be like the sorcerer who aligns things, or I don't know, maybe magic from the X-Men when they introduce, but it's yeah. like you have the spotlight where you can do that now. Where it's like, oh, okay, like maybe you don't know who Nico Monaro is because you didn't watch Runaways on Hulu. So let's dedicate four to five episodes to her. This way you can just get the gist of it. And when she appears in Midnight Suns, you know who she is. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think, like you said, it's going to be a litmus test, yeah. uh, the spotlight thing. I think it's a, it's, I think it's a good way to sell, like, all these people who are like, ah, I can't jump in. I haven't watched anything since, you know, Endgame or before that. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't watch anything. You could just be like, yo, this is being advertised as something where you don't really need to. Like, yeah, there's going to be fun stuff, you know, for background, but if you don't, it won't hurt your watching experience, yeah. you know? Yeah, I think the film should be, like, the required reading materials. And then everything else is just like if you want to be fully caught up on everything. Yeah, go watch that. That's what like Ms. Marvel should have been, right? All these little shows introducing characters just make it spot. Right. Yeah, which makes right. the whole point of Loki just even more confusing because it's like, oh hey, you want to know well, everything yeah. that's going on in the movie? Loki's not spotlight. Loki's like <laughs> you need Loki. Yeah. Uh, but one thing we don't yeah. need is another Looney Tunes movie. <laughs> Uh, apparently, <laughs> Warner Brothers, <laughs> Warner Brothers announced a new Looney Tunes movie uh, the day the Earth blew up. Uh, I don't know why. I, it, I mean, it'll probably do well. So, you know, kids movie. I guess kids movies make good money. So, when's the last time they did a Looney Tunes? Movie? What kid uh, even knows about Looney Tunes? Space Jam. Yeah. Do you count Space Jam as a Looney Tunes like movie? The one with LeBron. Yeah. yeah. That was a couple of years ago. That's, that's a Looney Tunes. Then there was film. the one with like Brendan Fraser in the early two thousands. Uh, that one wasn't bad, actually. What? Yeah, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, I mean it was good, yeah. but it was like early two yeah. thousands. None of the kids they're trying to appeal to right now were alive. Yeah, I I, I don't. <sighs> y'all, well, y'all have kids, so maybe you know what your kids watch. Well, of course you know what your kids watch. But like, I don't. I've never seen my brother growing up watching Looney Tunes. Right, I don't, I don't know if they like revamped it in a way that like kids want to see this. Is, if you want to make the most <laughs> amount of money off kids, with a make a cinematic universe, but have Mr. Beast be Nick Fury, and have him go around <laughs> assembling like Cocomelon. Um, who, Sean, who's that that woman that your son watches? Oh fuck, Miss Rachel. Yep, assemble Miss Rachel. Um, Skibbity Toe. Miss Rachel. <laughs> yeah, the Miss Rachel multiverse. <laughs> Yeah, oh my god I just learned that Brendan Fraser and Steve Martin did a Looney Tunes yeah you gotta I don't know why you didn't know this back in action <laughs> yes we had vastly different childhoods I was in I was in middle school yeah we all were in middle school I could see it succeeding if they tried to appeal with, to adults and had it be like a who frame Roger Rabbit parody kind of like you know like breaking the fourth wall or just something a bit more like elevated but if you're trying to like yeah, bring in kids as new blood i don't really see this tunes really popping off that's probably what they're going to do it's like a good burger right good burger 2's coming out the trailer was released right and if you watch the trailer it looks exactly like the good burger that we grew up on it's just mm-hmm. Kel, like, keenan and Kel are just old now and like no there's no child that was watching you know, Good Burger, right? Your fans are now in their 30s or 40s, however old they are. Mm-hmm. So why not make something that appeals to them? Instead, you try to bring new kids in to this thing, right? Yeah. To this to this thing that exists for older fans. And that's why it's straight to Paramount+. Plus. True. So, they also I, did something similar with, uh, was it Chippendales? Uh, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I just I couldn't, yeah, I didn't turn it on. 
<laughs> it's, it's not for me. Like, <laughs> actually, it was a bit more mature. Like, it was somewhere. It, it straddled the line between like adults and kids, but it dealt with things mm-hmm. like uh, I think one of the characters got like plastic surgery, where he looks more modern. And they were were going to, like, comic cons and stuff, and they were seeing, like, other versions of, like, older characters who've fallen off in the years and begging for people to sign, get their ass for autographs and stuff like that. So, you know, you probably could do something like that, but it's been done already, so I don't know what they could do to really, like, have a big draw for Looney Tunes. By the way, it's uh, Chip and Dale, not Chip and Dale. Oh, no, Chip and Dale is the dudes. That's my bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll be honest, we black. We black. We put an ass on everything. <laughs> I had to go Bojangles. Chat called that out. Uh, yeah, Chip and Dale's is very different. Nah, it's ass on everything, man. Chipmunks, Chip and Dale. Yeah, Chip and Dale's um, a pure Chip and Dale's is a show on Hulu. I uh, <laughs> know the history. Right, Chip it. and Dale's, the male strip joint. Oh, so we'll speak of Hulu. Uh, uh, Futurama has been renewed for two more seasons on Hulu. So yes. there you go. Hey, hey. Y'all enjoy that. I haven't watched any of it. I'll probably watch it at some point. I love, I do love Futurama. Futurama don't miss. Yeah. Uh, you know who else doesn't miss? Steph Curry. I don't know. I was trying to find mm-hmm. a good segue. I, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't you gotta segue go, that. You got to pull those out. I couldn't segue that. I, I, I couldn't pick something that was like a, <laughs> a good... That was ironic because yeah. you did. I tried. Miss. I just missed. But for Five Nights at Freddy's did not miss. So Five Nights uh, at Freddy's box yeah. office numbers uh, were uh, ridiculous. Uh, uh, so, you know, they made all their money back off like licensing deals. Mm-hmm. Already. So everything else after that was just pure profit. So they were breaking records at the box office. I think the what the director had like a deal tied to like uh, box office numbers. Mm-hmm. They got paid. So... Does this mean that the movie is just going to be filled with like paid promotions? Like it's going to be <laughs> the, the Nissan car driving around all the time with like the, it basically just looks like a car commercial for, you know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. When they do that in movies where it's just like, come on. My son I, went I, to I, see like, it with his friends and I can tell you they did not care about anything else except Five Nights at Freddy's. So you could just literally blanket okay. it with nothing but marketing material. And so long as they yeah. get to see their favorite characters run around killing people, which is deeply concerning, considering my son's eight. <laughs> but yeah. you your eight-year-old watch a PG-13 movie? Uh, hey, listen. I saw it's only PG-13. When I was seven, I'm just yeah, repeating PG-13. generational curses. <laughs> but, but, like, they loved it. Like, my son came back hype, and I can see why I made so much money. And it's trending on, like, Twitter and TikTok and everything. It was also had a budget of like four dollars and a button. <laughs> that movie was made for nothing. For, so yeah. For for the real numbers, it was a twenty million dollar budget, right? And a button. And a, and a button, <laughs> as Sean said, eighty million in North America, one hundred thirty-two million globally. Uh, but they made the twenty million back off licensing stuff, right? So it's just they just were eating, and then apparently, like it came out on Halloween, so it's a PG thirteen movie coming out on Halloween, like. Of course, it's that's that's easy, easy money, or around Halloween. I don't know if it came out exactly yeah. on Halloween. So and the way my son described, it, I thought this was the dumbest movie ever. But to him and his friends, it was Scorsese. Well, <laughs> 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 I learned more in the past week about Five Nights at Freddy's than I ever have in my entire life. So this is going to become a big franchise. Yeah. I mean, in terms of like right. cinematics. Yeah. yeah, they'll probably do something. No, I'm pretty sure the dude that made the games got canceled for saying some problematic stuff. Yeah, well, that's normal. Like, 
He's he could have said shit in the film, and the kids or, would still cheer. Yeah, he could have come out <laughs> and like. Well, it's not normal, but you know what I mean. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> that's your that silence is your cue. Uh, I think I've, this this is like an old article, and I I forgot to to check about the SAG strike. Um, they had like a week deadline, so the week deadline was ended this week. Right, because the week started last week, so I don't know what happened after that because <laughs> I did, I forgot to check. Uh, but what I did check was uh, <laughs> nothing. I'll check. I'll check. <laughs> yeah, check that. Check that what, about, what SAG after you said? Yeah, I just forgot to check what happened after the uh, the week of the week deadline. But oh, I did check. Yeah, they, they didn't make a deal. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so, make it, so um, AMPTP said it was going to be their last, best, and final offer, and they couldn't agree on AI rights. So that's, well, when, that's what I'm reading right now. Yeah, More what, negotiations set as of three hours ago. Yeah, but it's like, I don't understand why AMPTP is trying to flex on, like, this is our last offer. It's like, yo, you need actors. You know you're going to fold. So <laughs> I'm trying to be a big bad wolf and just give people what they want. Yeah. Good luck to to SAG. I hope they get what they want. They're gonna get it. They're yeah. just AMPTP is just trying to like create frustration, whether it be with fans who want new content or actors who may not be as on board as the ones who were striking. Because apparently there was that thing where like a bunch of big actors came out and they like got a bunch of money together and they were trying to like create some sort of fund that would grease the wheels of the negotiations with the um, actors and the AMPTP, but then sag after said, no, we're not doing that because we're not conceding on AI, which they should. Yeah, do you see, speaking of AI, I got a segue for you. You should talk about that Nicolas Cage uh, thing. I was, yeah, I was going to. You got to let me, you gotta let me uh, cook. Man. I, well, I don't know, man. That last time. <laughs> got to let me cook. Dead air. Dead air. There was too much dead air. Oh, because I didn't know what to say next. And I, I was confused because I forgot to read that. Uh, right, check the I'll sack you, stuff. I'll get. I'll, but I'll I, I do know what to say for this, though. Because I did watch this Nicolas Cage cameo in uh, <laughs> The Flash. <laughs> One, it was terrible. It looked, it yeah, looked so not. bad. It was terrible. It looks terrible. But like also apparently he didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so for I, I don't care. For those that don't know, uh the Flash had like this whole multiversal thing, right? When Flash was like running backwards through time and uh, as he was in like this little time sphere, uh, he could see other time spheres where other versions of himself were running. And in those other versions, they had their own Superman. So they, they like, <laughs> they hologram Christopher Reeves uh, to bring him back. They CG Nicolas Cage as, uh, as Superman in one of them. And then apparently it's not what he did. Uh, <laughs> they he all did. look like bad Madden <laughs> Toussaint's wax figures. Yeah, it's very bad. And a very yeah, the CGI. shot did not look good. But, yeah. And apparently, Nick Cage doesn't like AI either. So I I don't know what he actually filmed. Uh, I think they like. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just they, yeah, they he CG'd his clear face. In the article, what yeah, he, did. he wasn't clear about what he actually filmed, but I think he just assumes they CG'd his face to make him look younger and threw him in there. It just <laughs> that's not what he filmed. The headline is what had me cracking up because it was yeah. like. 
Nicolas Cage on Flash cameo. I didn't do that. <laughs> like, I didn't do any of that. <laughs> like that's. I mean, it's very weird. Yeah, it's just that. That was when I realized. Like, I, okay, I know CGI has been bad as of late because of crunch, but the Flash's CGI was like the pinnacle of bad because it's like it's very bad. they had Henry Cavill looking like a th- one of those three D sonograms. That makes you wonder, like, oh, okay, what's happening here? Like, is this a, a child? Is this an alien? Like, is it not fully cooked yet? Like, it was just bad all the way around. Oh, wow. Which is sad. Like, I the, the best part of Flash is the, the Batman part, which is why, uh, what's his name? Andy Muschietti uh, uh, is directing the, uh, the what, Brave and Bold, whatever they're calling the Batman movie, and James Gunn's mm-hmm. DCU stuff. Um. And then apparently uh, Nick Cage did say he appreciated the t- attention to detail that Andy put into the actual Superman suit. But other than that, he was just he just filmed like himself looking sad at some destruction. So was, <laughs> and what they showed was him just floating in the air, uh, looking at I don't even know what like I don't know what's going on in this. It, just, it was like it, some giant alien scorpion that he like laser blasted. And then he turned yeah. away and looked at the camera because the audience was supposed to cheer at that point, allegedly. Whatever they had in mind. Uh, I don't think I cheered. I think I sat there. I forgot who I was with. I was like, what? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah. so it's just very weird. Uh, but it was also very weird uh, is apparently uh, HBO uh, is ordering their staff to like make fake accounts to, <laughs> to to argue online with with people talking shit about their shows oh good that that always works <laughs> why are you doing this that, that'll that'll help I've always suspected that multiple companies have been doing this yeah, but why like why, why would you do this it's a, it's it's a article. Article. this is not like to make to make other people feel like there are folks out like you're weird for not loving whatever X brand and having people, real people stand up for the brand. It's, it's kind of like, they're just trying to like throw a mold of cocktail and then see what catches fire. <laughs> so it's like, if you don't like a show with a bunch of women, they'll be like, oh, you're misogynist. And they'll hope a bunch of like other people latch onto that and then go against your dissenting right. opinion. Right. This is just, this is all weird. Yeah, I thought the company's been doing that for a while now, especially probably just like a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, what else? More, more with like HBO news and or Warner was Warner Discovery news. Um, uh, the Superman and Lois is uh, ending with season four, but we all knew that was going to happen because uh, they're ending all that CW. Esque stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So that's ending. Uh, if you don't know, this is pretty good. I, I didn't. Oh. I didn't watch. It. I did watch Doom Patrol, which is also ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doom Patrol is pretty good. That's that's not CW though. No, that's, it's not. But it's, uh, I just wanted to mention it. HBO. Yeah. One of the shows still surviving. But yeah, so that's ending. Also, uh, more with um, James Gunn's DCU. Uh, Anya uh, Chara, uh, Chalotra. I can't say any any names. I'm sorry. Yeah, C H A L O T R A. Anya Chalotra. Uh, she's joined the cast of Creature Commandos. 
Um, For those who don't know, she's Jennifer from The Witcher. Mm. There you go. Hunchback Yennefer. <laughs> the same person. <laughs> Extreme makeover Yennefer. Extreme makeover Yennefer. That's who we want. Uh, but this this is a. I don't know if it's a rumor or not. I didn't see an article confirming this. Uh, oh, yeah, it's an animated show, though, isn't it? Yeah, Creature Commando is an animated show. Well, it's Creature Commando isn't. How do I explain it? Because James Gunn said before that uh, people that voice do voices of characters in the animated shows will also act in the main thing uh-huh. right so there will at some point be live action creature commando stuff going on they might appear in some way and the actors that portray them in the uh or that voice them in the animated one will be in the live action okay. version of them. Okay. so she's supposed to be cersei in the um the animated one so uh and i don't know much about creature commandos so Kind of like a monster suicide squad with Frankenstein, Bride yeah. of Frankenstein. But is Cersei like a villain uh, to them, or is she like part of the team? I, I believe I she's know. a villain. Okay, could be wrong on that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure she's a villain. Okay. Uh, so how do you spell Cersei? Yeah, she's primarily a Wonder Woman villain, but I think she's going to appear as a villain in mm. this series. Uh, speaking of, actually, no, I can't talk about that because we can't mention this yet uh, <laughs> uh i was going to say something about the boys but i don't oh. want to i don't want to spoil it but i will say uh uh watch gen v because gen v leads into season four of the boys so the events in gen v do matter mm, mm, uh, mm, and that's mm. all i'm going to say um, fantastic show no spoilers for uh gen v no gen v spoilers i won't we won't do that to y'all but it is fantastic. Go go watch it. It delivers on everything. And there's like a a Gen V cameo. Like there's a lot that that goes on. You mean a boys cameo? No, no, no. There's a there's a a cameo, a boys cameo in Gen V. There you go. Right. Yes. Yes. It's uh, it is phenomenal. It very much feels Uh, like a shared universe. Yeah. It definitely is. Yeah, but not like a. Yeah, not in like, uh, oh, they had to make this to like flesh out this universe more. It It's like, it's uh-huh. a very, it could have stood alone. Like it could have just been its own thing and they didn't have to tie it in. And I think that would have been fine too. Obviously yeah. it's it's cool that they clearly have an idea for where the story is going to go and how this is going to tie into the shit that's happening in the boys. Sure, I'm all for it. But like this absolutely could have stood on its own absolutely. Uh, and like yeah definitely they i don't even think that it was cool that they made call outs to um what was it in like the first episode of um uh what's his name uh being the the first black man in the seven a train a train like yeah he was he was a quick little thing in the first episode and that was cool but like i feel like you didn't even need any of that but no it, it really just could have been i thought that was necessary because if if you well, if you watch season three of the boys, you know the only members of the seven still are Homelander, A Train, and the Deep. Right. So part of the and part of is there someone else? That should that should be it, right? No, 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 no. I'm 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 correcting myself because there's also like a main through line of the show is that the characters know that they were experimented on like they were the product of uh, gen v being pumped into oh yeah because which is something you find yeah, out in the boys you have you find that out in the boys and then they also use that 
part of the whole the whole point of the university is to make it to the seven. And now there are four spots right. in the seven. So that's like a Yeah, but you you, know. you like you could just explain what the seven is. You know what I mean? Like it's just, oh, it's the Justice League. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory. My point is, I feel like you could show this to somebody who hasn't watched all of the boys. And yeah. They would it would be a good show. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. I'm just saying for for the tie-ins, right? It's like they're trying mm-hmm. to one is they know about Compound V. They're trying to make it into this this group that still exists in this new form. And then all the other stuff that's like referenced and mentioned. It's, it was just really good. Yeah. yeah. If we keep talking, we, we'll probably time. spoil it. So that, wanna... That's why I shut up because I had a lot of opinions. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but definitely watch Gen V. Uh, and it will definitely one is very good and it will prepare you for the boys. I had a friend who watched Gen V first, or him and his wife had started Gen V first, and I was like, No, stop, <laughs> go watch the boys <laughs> and then come back to that. Because, <laughs> oh man, you should have let him do it. I would be curious about how that they would definitely have been confused by the last episode. The last episode did not. No, yeah. like there was what I saw, a lot of things that tied in where you'd be like, yeah, with, with the boys, it's like you need to know what compound V is yeah. before you get into Gen V. So but I would, when I saw them, they were like episode two and they were still enjoying it, right? But the so the wife had seen the boys, right? Mm-hmm. And the husband hadn't seen okay. the boys because he did it just it wasn't doing it for him. He just, it didn't appeal when he saw the the trailer, mm-hmm. right? So. <laughs> See, he just started watching Gen V. He's like, "Yo, no, I, I like this. This is good." And we were like, "No, stop, go back." So he was enjoying. You can clearly enjoy Gen V without the context. Yeah, I, I'd but like it, to pick his brain because I wonder what it was about the boys that he didn't like, but that he ended up liking Gen V. Because like Gen V is just the boys, but with a younger generation. He, I don't think he. I think he saw the trailer for the boys. He never. He no. never actually. He never actually right. saw the boys. Right. And then, yeah. And the trailers, the original trailers, like, did not uh, lean in with the gratuitous violence. I feel like they originally yeah. played it out like it was going to be a. It looked, oh, it's a. It looked like, remember that? Remember when Sony, I don't know, PlayStation tried to launch their own, like, streaming service? And they had, yeah. like, their own originals. And it was, like, this show about mm-hmm. superheroes who were just as depraved and just as, like, all corrupt and fucked up in the heads. And. It was. Uh, it had. Sounds familiar. It had uh, the the guy who played as a David Tennant, I believe, was like a detective in it. Uh. And he was investigating a bunch of like high ranking superheroes who were like committing these heinous crimes behind the scenes, but looked all pristine in the public image. Like the boys originally looked like that until it, you yeah. watched the show and you realize it was You're a whole like, different. Oh beast. damn! It was so much better. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is insane. This is an insane show. Yeah, with, yeah it's amazing. It's ten for ten. It's amazing. Uh, what also is amazing and it's on Amazon Prime is Invincible season two debuted yeah. last week. On it's throwing me off. I think all these things come out Thursday night, right? So yeah. I think, uh, well, Loki, uh, Invincible, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, Gen V at the time, they, Gen V's le- last episode already aired. Uh, they all come out Thursday night. Invincible season two debuted Thursday night, uh, 40 minutes or so episode. Very, very good. Very. Very enjoyable. We got 100% of Rotten Tomatoes. I'm sure they didn't have to pay for that. Uh, <laughs> we'll never know. Yeah, but definitely, uh, yeah. I will say, like, I think I need to go back and rewatch Invincible Season 1 just because it's been so long. 
Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I had to tell a friend of mine to watch Adam Eve, the the one yeah. shot. Yeah. If you haven't seen the Adam Eve short on Amazon Prime, that's also very good. Watch it. I know we've talked about it before. She moves the way I've always wanted to see a Green Lantern fight. Yes. I know. She's like, yeah, even though this her power's different, but the, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, like that like, sort of like <laughs> genetic she's and never really, agility. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was, that was, oh man, the, the choreography, uh, the fight scenes in that one shot were so good. So anybody who has not seen uh, the Adam Eve, it's just like, I think it's an hour and 30 minutes. It's just yeah, one it's like a movie. long episode um, that talks about Adam Eve's backstory. And I feel like she does stuff in that that she just doesn't really take advantage of in um, in the show. Like her, the way that she manipulates. So like her power is to manipulate matter. She can turn air, she can turn water into wine. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like um, her only limitation is that she can't transmogrify uh, like living beings. So she can't turn mm-hmm. a blade of grass into like a puppy or something Mm -hmm. like that but i feel like that didn't really ever get fleshed out in uh the first season and then that so far in the second uh season of what i've seen of it Mm -hmm. she just sort of like it's like like what you said it's like green lantern where it's just like she makes silly objects out of Mm -hmm. you know uh a laser beam and she's very clever with it too that's the only thing i would want to see in the one shot yeah because i think they show i like the one shot because it shows like she can see things at the molecular level like she can Mm -hmm. see the see the uh the bonds to change them i really really they explore that more in this second season and she's not just shooting laser blasts and making yeah barriers it's like she got older and then stopped being creative (laughs) yeah. <laughs> maybe that's the narrative maybe that's what they're trying to say maybe that's the message yeah. sure i i i'm excited but uh, something else i'm very excited for uh the ghost of tsushima movie so hey. we are we finally got some new new updates from uh the director chad uh Stelisky. i don't know how to say his name i'm sorry i'm just terrible at names public school education but uh yeah. they pg county too yeah pg county education don't tell people where i'm from mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no i don't care uh but they have a script finally after what two years of waiting uh so um and i'm oh, sorry for those who don't know chad directed john wick also so i am excited i love the action sequences in john wick movies um, and I love the story of Ghost of Tsushima. It's like one of my favorite games. Uh, if you've never played it, it's a fantastic game. So I look forward to like, imagine like the fight scenes of like, uh, oh, Edo era, Japan. With the cherry with, like, blossoms raining down. Yes. <laughs> the, yeah. the true swordsman. Like I'm very excited. So I'm very excited to hear that they have a script ready. Uh, they probably can't work on anything now because with the, I hope, they striking, do, so. I hope they do what they did in the game where it's like you have like the right the, the regular version but then you have like the black and white version in theaters yeah also I, like the Japanese black and white version with the english subtitles like that'd be genius right i would expect them that to do that really cool that'd be that'd be good no they won't do that because it'll lose so much appeal like they'll be <laughs> yeah. like what is the cost benefit here like in, in the game it was just a filter that you could turn on you can't do that with a show they would have to no, it's, it's a movie it's a movie you sit twice i, I could see them the having just like the english version in theaters and then when they bring it to streaming that's when they have like the black and white version with the uh, uh yeah. japanese dub maybe with english they did, uh, 
they just re-released uh Mid- werewolf uh by night uh did you see that on yeah. disney yeah in color in color is what it says mm-hmm. it was like okay that's cute i see what you did yeah, but how how much does it actually cost to make something black and white for those effects just for those fights well you have to you, oh well i don't know i am obviously not an expert on yeah, it to my knowledge there's a lot of color grading that goes into it because it's not just right. like as easy as slapping a black and white filter i mean you could do that but you want to get the black and white colors right like you want to give them depth you want to give them vibrance and i mean yeah you could just easily put like a you know a phone filter over it but it won't be as rich an image yeah but if you if, if they are just doing it for like one fight scene just to pay homage to the game that that would be cool well then they should just do that in the original thing they they should like make that a scene in the actual movie what they they might do they could yeah. do that they could take that artistic approach i think i, I would not be surprised did. if they did that yeah, yeah that, that, i think that'd be good that was a big feature in that game mm-hmm. that p- people thought were was really really cool um, i'm trying crazy. to remember the name of those old samurai movies because that's what the name of that mode was, was it kurosawa turn on kurosawa mode yep, yeah that's okay. exactly it mm-hmm. i like the whole um, film like that because that was just awesome this this is gonna be good like just a john wick-esque samurai film I just want them to announce the next game. I mean, a show <laughs> oh, cool and everything, but like, <laughs> just give me the next game. So, is the story the story is not going to be the story of this one? I, like, what? No, I'm assuming it gonna, it's the game. It follow the same protagonist. Sure yeah, yeah, it's probably the same game story, right? But whatever script they wrote probably has to, you know, condense. You can't about the Mongols coming in and yeah, the, you know got to deal with that mongolians got to deal with those mongolians <laughs> i tell you right now that that Our film ain't wall. breaking past the china censors <laughs> oh yeah it's not it's not making it to china so they're gonna lose no, money there but yeah uh, it is what it is oh and fun fact just because i was reading an article earlier uh marvels comes out thursday uh go see it get your tickets now they need the money um Sam threatened all of us and said <laughs> he would start taking hostages if we didn't go see it. I said, I'd report you to your, yep. your businesses and that you don't support yep. strong women if you don't go see the movie. <laughs> but apparently... Uh, I think it was exactly that. exactly what I said. Yeah. Uh, but ne- apparently Nia DaCosta, she like pulled... She's the director. She pulled from... What I think it's her name. Whatever. She pulled from uh, inspiration from Avid Children. Uh, if y'all don't yeah. know Avid Children. Yeah, she did. For the okay. the uh, fight scenes in in the the Marvels film, yeah, go watch so. that article that Sam just posted before we jumped in yes. here. It's, <laughs> I, I'm, I was actually like, "What?" She seems to be a huge video game nerd, yes. or at least she's very much into the cinematography in video games because she referenced uh, the uh, cinematography in Last of Us and Horizon zero dawn yeah she was like i want our stuff to be like that with those kinds of like things that you can't see in normal movies and i'm like what so now i'm actually really curious to see if that's just but yeah she mentioned that scene in advent children where they're throwing cloud up in the air listen you had me at final fantasy 7 if i see (laughs) buster sword 10 out of 10 yes yeah i fight every incel so i think i think it'll be good so I just wanted to throw it in there. A couple of things, and then we can uh, we shall see. do what we was going to do. Uh, I'll do that for us. Uh, lightning round. Lightning, lightning round. round. Rumors. These are just rumors. 
Carl uh, Urban is apparently going to play a Wolverine variant in Deadpool three. Uh, I we'll see. I didn't. I don't trust it if I don't see like an article behind it. Uh, <laughs> but we'll see. Robert Downey Jr. is supposed to, or apparently agreed to return as Tony Stark in the MCU no, in no. some form. Uh, I I doubt it. That that could be like a. I don't know. I don't trust it. I mean, money talks. Uh, money talks. We got another trailer for Godzilla Minus One, which looks really good. Uh, trailer for Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, which uh, at this point is um, this is too many. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alan Ruck crashes car into a pizza shop in LA. Uh, it was just the thing that. I oh yeah, the guy for Colin from Succession, yeah. which, which is, is such a Colin move. Yeah, it's on brand. That's exactly what I was thought. Wow, of all the actors to uh, do this, it would be him. Uh, oh, uh well, I'll say that less. And then uh, apparently, this is this is for y'all to discuss. Cause I don't play Modern Warfare, but apparently, you have to you have to launch Modern Warfare two before you can launch Modern Warfare three. Uh, Interesting. I, does, I don't even that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, according to the discourse online, like <laughs> that's even, that's like the the least of Call of Duty fans' problems because apparently the campaign is the worst in history. It's like four hours Yikes. long and just a travesty. Ugh. Yeah, it's been a minute. I I think last FPS game I played was Halo. Um, yeah, th- these days it's all freemiums for me. Premium, baby. <laughs> League of Legends and uh, Warcraft. Uh, yeah, hit Rumble. us with the rest of this so we can go back and farm some more exactly. minis. Uh, Let me farm them minis. Let's go. Uh, we got a review of The Curse. It was the Emma Stone and Nathan Filder show. About them what, renovating a, a home that's cursed. Is that what it was? I, oh yeah. I need to. Yeah, I still yeah, need to watch it. I think it's like a mock. It's like a mock you documentary. Mockumentary. Yeah. Let's <laughs> still need to watch that. Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I forgot where it is, but yeah, I want to. I want to check it out. Also, uh, Foo's in the chat. Apparently, Mia DaCosta she didn't have a great time directing. At the MCU, she left early. Great. So, so all that stuff that we were excited about it's probably not, it's not deflated in at all. Yeah, I mean, deflated. <laughs> I mean, does any director have a good time on MCU films? Because I feel like all of them jump ship the moment they fulfill their contract. Uh, I think so. I feel like the Russo brothers did nope, they because left. they just yeah. Well, they were there. They did how many movies before they left though? Yeah, but that's because of money. Once they finally left, they said that the I don't think they're coming back for anything because originally they said they were going to come back for Secret Wars. And then they changed their mind on that because they didn't like the micromanaging. Uh, Taika? Woof. I, like I think Taika is a special case along with James okay, Gunn because they I'm gave sorry. those directors oh. more control over those properties. Oh, all the other ones just had like overlords looking over their shoulder every time they did any little thing. I don't. Who's the overlord? I mean, it, it was that, that Marvel <laughs> committee that, that, that was revealed in the book. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That was why uh, Edgar Wright never got to do his Ant-Man film. Uh, I, I, hope th- I hope it gets better. I hope there's a change. I hope these directors come back. Uh, and I really hope this the Marvels is good. Me too. Yeah, I, I just hope it for the best at this point. I, I think like it's doomed from the start because none of the fans, can, excuse me, none of the actors can promote it at all. 
And even though like a lot of people would kind of dismiss like, you know, the, the Jimmy Fallon or the Jimmy Kimmel tours or like the little interviews they do with variety and stuff like that, like those things generate hype and they get people talking about the film and eventually puts asses in the seats. Mm-hmm. So it's like now that they can't do any of that, not even post anything on social media, they're doomed from an advertising standpoint. All you can do is post trailers, but the film is so short that you can only post like very small parts of those film in those trailers. So it's like, I think that it's going to do bad at the box office, but once it hits Disney plus, that's when it's really going to take off on social media. Yeah, we'll see. I want us to really do well. We want yeah, to do well too. everywhere. You'll hear about it on Tuesday, y'all. We'll come back and tell you how we felt. Oh, yeah. So, the, Marvel's, yeah. the Marvel's deep dive. Yeah, Marvel's Spoiler deep dive. free. Yeah. We'll just, if it's bad, you're going all spoilers. Yeah, uh, if, if it's a bad movie, spoilers uh, are, are abound. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and last thing for me, I think this is the last thing. Uh, rest in peace to Richard Mole. Uh, he was a vo- he was a voice actor for Harvey Two Face, uh, but he was also in a lot of like other random things. He was in Scary Movie too. He was like the ghost. Remember the the oh, the, yeah. the ghost in the uh, <laughs> in the house. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, rest in peace. To, uh, he died. Uh, uh, the the only thing I remember about Scary Movie Two was grab my strong hand. <laughs> <laughs> grab my strong hand. <laughs> <laughs> that in the basketball stuff. Oh man. Yeah, I love that movie. Just the first two after that, I don't care. Yeah. When the Wayans yeah. were at the helm. Yeah. Uh yeah. All right. So what do we uh what do we what do we wanna we wanna dig into some um I feel like we've already gone deep on the the Marvel expose stuff a little bit. Unintentionally, yeah. Um unintentionally we've we've sneak peeked at it. But uh for those of you who don't know, there was uh Let's see, we got hit with back-to-back uh, sort of Marvel, uh, I won't call them hit pieces, uh, because they weren't. It was just a, a book that came out called The Reign of the MCU, and it just talked about the current direction, what a lot of people are saying, you know, problems that happened in the past that maybe carried forward. And then um, about a week or two ago, uh, Vanity Fair released an article with a bunch of insiders that the, talked about their current issues um a lot of things in the industry you know that have come out so uh it paints a troubling picture uh but to quote one of the content creators uh on a podcast called binge mode marvel she also does the ringerverse um joanna robinson i think is her name and she was like i wouldn't count them out yet uh, but I do think that we need to see some pretty big upheavals in the way that they have done things up to this point. A, a la get showrunners, figure out this quantity versus quality conundrum, and get get yourself a cohesive story. Because like I think those are big things that are just sort of all over the map. And it seems like there was a lot of like back behind the scenes strife. I think we talked about this on another episode, but like. The whole ABC, like Marvel universe, uh, was at odds with what Kevin Feige wanted to do with the movies, um, and there were some like creative decisions that were made as a result of that. Some like spiteful decisions. I I just think it's all crazy uh, to see. 
it seems like Thanos happened in spite of a lot of things. Yes. You know what I mean? Like Endgame happened in spite of a lot of shit that happened. Like Kevin Feige is like one. This man is just extremely lucky based on everything we've heard. Seems like. And additionally, his, I think his greatest skill, aside from being creative and like, you know, kind of sheepdogging everyone in the right direction, is his ability to land on his feet, no matter what he's thrown from. So it's like, you have all this strife happening behind the scenes that should have destroyed everything we've seen from phase one to phase three. But somehow, because of his genius and because of his ability to improvise in, on the fly, he made it all come together. Right. And I think it's very visible that he took a step back when phase four happened. I don't know what was the reason for that. Maybe he's staging his own SAG after strike and wants more money. But like Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like they des- the KF the KF strike. Yeah. <laughs> SAG after a KF. But they desperately need that level of just, you know, con- quality control and guidance. Mm-hmm. So Personally, I think the best thing to do would be to just like a restructuring. Maybe like whatever they have now in terms of like the, the films and the TV shows, they, I wouldn't say end it, but like pause it at whatever the most distant film and production is. Maybe it's like Deadpool 3. Or I don't know if they've started yeah. pro- progress on like, I know, well, Blade 3 hasn't. Blade, nah, Blade 3 hasn't. Yeah. That's, they got rebooted. Yeah, Blade yeah, got rebooted again, rebooted. but it's like have deadpool 3 be like the moment where it's like okay from deadpool on we need to like we need to go with a different gameplay maybe it's not another version of the avengers maybe it's not you know the midnight suns maybe you just do something different that really gets this whole multiversal saga going forward yeah but can't isn't don't we know the plot of deadpool at this point I mean, we've heard uh, rumors. Nothing's been confirmed. As yeah, we won't, we won't say anything here. We don't want to spoil it for Yeah. I... Yeah, I, I haven't heard any. So if they've come out, they've been leaked. Oh, you haven't been reading the stuff. Foo. I don't read the leaks. I don't want Foo's leaks. Foo's got nothing but leaks. Foo's got a leaky pipe. I don't want it. I'm not a plumber. Keep the leaks away from me. I don't know. I think, I don't know. To me, the, the whole uh, Secret Wars is supposed to be like a reboot, right? It's supposed to be the flashpoint. Yeah. All right. So. I just, yeah, but you know what's so disappointing is that it was it could have been an opportunity to do something really cool and try something that is like could be looked at as like wow, they really went for it. Mm-hmm. That they took a risk. But mm-hmm. at this point, it seems like they're just using it as like a fucking dry erase marker and just being like fuck it fuck it fuck it, fuck it. Like, undo 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 it's like that's a shitty way to cap off you know what i mean like that's what i feel like we're building towards is is them like secret wars secret what like you know what i mean and yeah or secret invasion is what i meant but no it's um, not yeah. Why did you say that? It's Stop not. saying that. <laughs> <laughs> you had it right. <laughs> secret who? But, um, like, okay, even if Secret Wars I, is incredible, let's say it's as good as, I don't know, Infinity War or Endgame. You have to get to Secret Wars with a large uh, enough amount of fans who still have faith in the property. And the road between now and Secret Wars seems so very disjointed and fucked up that I don't see very many fans coming out for the big 
events where it's like, yeah, it, it might be a, like, you know, a decent amount, but it's certainly not going to be on par with like Endgame and Infinity War in terms of hype. Like people are so yeah. disappointed and so tired out with Mar- pretty much Marvel fans have become Star Wars fans. Where it's like, I want to have hope. I want to have a new hope, but it's just been trash lately. Yeah, it's. Uh, I have a feeling. I unless something huge changes, um, I have a feeling we're gonna look back on this and be like, "That's not my Marvel," and we'll be like, "Thanos, that was it. That was our Marvel." You know what? Also, I was thinking of when I was reading all this stuff. Uh, what I'm afraid that the takeaway is gonna be is oh we just can't try new stuff like look we tried phase four phase five we tried a bunch of new directors and we went in different directions and we did a bunch of stuff that is not you know they weren't marvel uh you know tropes and it didn't uh, it didn't work that it clearly didn't work is what i'm afraid is going to happen the interesting thing about that i'm sorry you were saying Sam. no that's why i hope echo is good right because echo is the let's here's marvel spotlight let's try this right if they are just they just try a bunch of like you know story driven uh shows put them out uh you get the still same grittiness that drew people to the netflix version of the shows right and especially if you do on street level characters you do all these things that like excite marvel fans and like you don't need to watch anything else to enjoy these so you can have a whole new host of people coming in watching these things I hope that it works. Right? I hope like it's I hope it's good. I, I have a strong That's... feeling, and I hope I'm wrong, that Echo is gonna be a lot like Andor. Where it's like you have a show that's of great quality, but the character is relatively unknown, and mm-hmm. the hype for the brand has diminished significantly to the point where no one really tunes in to watch it. So it's like, even if it's great, it still doesn't get enough eyes on it. And instead of saying, oh, maybe it's our fault, Disney goes, no, it's the fans who are wrong. And they just don't want anything original. <laughs> the children are wrong. <laughs> it's the children, they're wrong. Yeah. Um, so we got a comment in the chat that I want to address from Mr. Uh, Stare. Uh, yes. T. Stare, that is. T. Stare is a so horse So I agree... I agree, the uh, horse penis expert. Yeah, I'll call him by his proper name. Dr. Horse Dr. Penis Dr. Expert. Dr. Horse Penis Expert. <laughs> uh, they didn't go in different directions. Everything is stale. So tonally, I will say I agree with you. There is a vibe with the MC movies in general. There's a sense of humor. There's like an undertone of what? It, where, where did it start? Um, like... Thor Ragnarok has really just sort of like solidified that that vibe and that tone. I feel like that carries through. But what I will say is that in phases four and five, they've hired a lot of new small name directors from projects that aren't associated with Marvel. They did um, like different kinds of shows like Miss Marvel is sort of like a young, um, not rom-com, but like a young tween yeah, Scott Pilgrim kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain and Falcon Winter Soldier. That was very much like a grounded. It started one way and then it, it eventually. It, the twist is what threw me. I was like, all right, I don't like this twist. But I think, and WandaVision. I mean, let's talk about WandaVision and Loki. Like those shows are good. doing different shit. Mm-hmm. Just, but uh, I do understand the the staleness because they all sort of carry the same, 
you know, everybody's got to have a punchline. It's all got to be witty and, you know. It's, it's literally the, the South Park episode. The, the South Park episode. That? It's literally the South Park episode that came out. Pandaverse? Uh, yeah, the Pandaverse. Mm-hmm. I have not seen it. You didn't watch it? It's hilarious. Bro, but it, that's got to be next episode's discussion because it is incredible. Yeah, it's a great. It, it really is like the, the MCU just kind of just kept doing the same thing, right? Yeah. Just, let's just pander to whatever, whoever is like complaining the most. We're just going to pander and call it a day and you just put out trash after trash after trash. Like this is, these things aren't good, right? Just not getting better. And then the you get is, to Secret Evasion is just, all right, man. The thing is, they didn't have to really change, though. It's like they had the right structure with phases one, two, and three, where it's like you give us two to three years of solid content that introduces like new characters and new villains and all this other stuff, and then cap it off with a big ensemble film that guides the complete universe forward a little bit more. So it's like they could have done that. They could have just that done that worked. over and over again. Like, yeah, you can give us different kinds of films, like you know, an R-rated Blade film or like something with Daredevil or whatever. But give us that for two to three years, and then give us a big ensemble the way you've been doing before that ties everything together, and then we just move forward from there. I think uh, Chapik or Feige or whoever made the decision was like, we need more. Yeah, it was we'll do more, do more with less. No, uh, yeah, exactly. They wanted to like they wanted to line the walls of Disney Plus with Marvel stuff, you know. Understandably so. Yeah, it's fine, but you had get a show that that. Yeah. You can't prop they it up with pay for that show, right? So you can't prop, you can't it, prop it up, it up on their name alone. <laughs> like, hey, this is Marvel stuff. Watch it. They thought oh, they were too big to fail. It worked for a year and a half, two years, you know, before the burnout really started to hit the highest Dude, the, level. The year and a half. Worked for like WandaVision and then Loki and then it just fell off. No, Captain, Captain Falcon and Winter Soldier was, wasn't bad. That was, was, that was fine. It was, that was decent, decent but the writing faltered a lot in places. Like yeah, I liked it the, when the it focused was like, on like yeah, like if it focused on like uh, what's Isaiah that? Bradley. and Isaiah Bradley and you know Winter Soldier it was great but then the whole the, everything with the villains was trash. Except yeah. for yeah. Um, you know the, the, Great value Captain America. I forgot his name. But great oh, value Agent, Captain America. Agent, uh, what's his name? Agent, Agent US Agent. Something. US Agent, yeah. He was great. <laughs> he was great, but it's that like the was great. Uh, the, the terrorists. I forgot what they were. Like, oh yeah, the, the little smashers. girl. Um, I don't know what their names are. They were it was bad. Yeah, but it's like the, that's the little girl with the, the, the cracks in the, the product. Yeah. yeah. They basically took the script that got thrown away for Winter Soldier. (laughs) (laughs) Turned to a show. We're doing it. We're doing it. After that, then you get like, you get Moon Knight and then we start, oh, this is good. Uh, I know. You get Miss Marvel like, oh, wait, hold on. Oh, never mind. See, but Moon Knight was another one where like, yeah, it, it carried a lot of the same vibes, and then it fell into a lot of the same, oh, shit, this this sort of fell apart in the final act. It's like you literally but are paying. That show was trying something different. That was a crazy Moon Knight should have been show. a home run, bro. It's Egyptian yeah. Batman. Yeah. 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 And then it, it just fell off and, at the end. They, they had the performances were good. Like, um, Oscar Isaac, I was, like, so pumped about great. him being. And he was great. It just, the, they, they're, lack like in hindsight now it makes so much sense 
that we know that none of these shows had like a creative vision over the entire thing the whole time yeah. and that they fixed everything in post that totally fucking makes sense yeah. because it's like you can see the solidity you know you can see the the product be good until it needs like unity in the final act to like close up all of the things that have happened up to this point. And they just, it's so, it gets so muddy and messy. That's and what needs to change. Like the soccer structure can stay the same with like the two to three years of quality content and then the big ensemble films. What needs to switch up in terms of like the individual projects is that formula of, oh, okay, we'll have like you introduce a character, we'll have like, you know, they'll be captivating, they'll be a great actor, they'll be an interesting story, but then it ends with a big stupid CGI fight with either it has like massive stakes that never get addressed in the future or no stakes at all that kind of just diminishes everything we've liked about the character up until that point. Right. Like I kind of had that same right. feeling with WandaVision where it's like, I loved WandaVision when it explored her trauma and everything about like her magic. And that was fascinating. But then it ended and then all of a sudden we're fucking fighting just a bunch of like CGI blobs <laughs> being flung across the screen. Yeah. It's like, yo, you could have ended that in a much more yeah. creative way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's just I, I'm just I'm looking forward to the future with like showrunners and like good stories. Like even well, if there's one thing that I'm positive about Miss Marvel, it's that it's not going to be a CGI fuck fest because how could that happen in a movie in space <laughs> and on other planets with villains that we've never heard of and a story that lasts about an hour and ten minutes minus the uh, end credits? Well, who, so, who is the villain in? in uh, it's like a I forgot. She Ronan. Yeah, it, it's Ronan. That. Ronan. Uh, Ronan transgender Ronan. Don't you're gonna get this? Well, I hope you all enjoyed <laughs> the last episode of Cameo. What are you talking? <laughs> it's Ronan, but like he's got the hammer. I don't know why she has Ronan's hammer. Actually, this is just uncreative. There's so many other villains they could have used for that. Also, I maintain like, why did they do? The, the 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 trio now like i feel like captain marvel deserved a sequel just by herself they know, they're no time i guarantee you it was no time because wasn't originally it was supposed to be a cap sequel captain marvel sequel like that was what this movie was going to be and then we found out later that it's this team up thing yeah i think i think you're right but it's just captain uh, marvel's another character i don't think it was easy to get right like just do commander hey. shepherd with superpowers so they just used a random this guy's this this villain is actually random Okay, I just had to see who it was. We'll just, just watch some. Uh, We're going to watch it on Thursday. I, I'm assuming, I'm, and I'll say it, it, she probably has the hammer because if she's the new accuser, right, the the character is still Kree. So she's just a new accuser, so she has Ronan's hammer. Uh, Instead of the Silver Surfer's uh, stuff that the character in the comics has, apparently. They should have had every it. time some stupid shit happens in the movie. I'm gonna go, <laughs> but I'm not gonna be sitting next to you guys because I couldn't get one in that row. So you just can pretend you don't even know me. <laughs> Who's that asshole? <laughs> <laughs> but no, they should have made it a Captain Marvel sequel with just her, like a solo film, and had her go mm -hmm. up against Moonstone, which is like the antithesis of her. Which, like, you know, you've got to see her play explore Moonstone. powers. Yeah, Moonstone. Call it Moon Dragon. No, Moonstone. Moon Dragon's Moon Dra a different character. I don't I don't know who Moonstone is. Yeah, Moon Dragon is a good character. Like and her girlfriend. Yeah, Moon yeah. There's no fucking way that they're gonna introduce like I don't even know how you do Moon Dragon 
in this I mean, you could. current iteration of. Well, she's supposed to be dead, right? This is Drax's. She's also supposed to be Drax's, Drax's daughter. daughter. Yeah, she's supposed to be dead. Who is not definitely that. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, MCU don't really care about comic canon that much, so you can introduce her no. as. But she would young, yeah, she'd be younger because Philavel got introduced at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy three, and that's her yeah. girlfriend. So it could be done, but Moonstone would, be, would have been a great antagonist to explore for Captain Marvel in her own solo film. But now we're getting this hour and ten second right. long ensemble film. So maybe it's great. Maybe it's another hey. miss. Maybe, maybe at least the references to like Advent Children and like. Those things, but you're gonna do great on like TikTok edits, but in terms of a film, may not be as captivating. You know what? I'm excited about I don't think I've gone into a Marvel movie with lower expectations. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of hyped for that reason. Like, I feel like it can't bum me out because I have like zero expectations. Like, I think every movie that I've gone and seen up to this point, I've been like. All right. This is gonna be the one. Like this, this could be it. And then fucking Modok shows up, screaming <laughs> about dick. and I'm like, I need another margarita. This is unwatchable. We'll, we'll see. Come, come next week. Fucking random quantum mania barbarians. Please just don't let there be a whole random side story about a tribe of people in this movie that we don't care about that have nothing to do with anything that's all i want there should be yeah i, I want to be, believe there's gonna be there's gonna be i think yeah. there's supposed to be some major tie-ins too though in the film so i've heard a lot of rumors and yeah. if those rumors are true they could be very interesting but again if people don't see it then it's yeah. another loki where it's like oh my god a major multiversal thing has occurred but yeah. <laughs> Good luck piecing it together when another film comes out after, if you want to see that one. Well, we're going to find out together. We have Invincible anyway in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, and you out there. Not in the meantime. It's literally after we leave the movie. <laughs> the movie is so what short. Mean, it's out. No, it comes, out, <laughs> it comes out Thursday. The movie is so short, it won't even be out yet. No, I mean, like, I still got to go finish the oh, first episode. Everybody... Our audience might not even be watching it. I got you. Yeah, so yeah. go check out Invincible. Go watch the Adam Eve uh, little short story. <laughs> Gen V, if you're not hip, just go check it out. Uh, just don't be don't be problematic. Go watch that movie. Yeah. Also, Jujutsu Kaisen uh, comes out every Thursday, like I said. Watch that. It's very good. This is a great season. Yeah. Um, also, Attack on Titan, you know, finally finished. Battle you can watch with that. Squidward. I don't know about the battle. You don't like the battle with Squidward? That battle is fire. Except that one episode, because the animation, like, they got to rest. Let them get some rest over there, Mappa. They're not, they're not sleeping enough. They got to. Oh, I thought you said they need to arrest whoever. No, no, no. Give give them some rest. (laughs) They need to arrest that person. One of the animators came out and said, yeah, I'm sorry. It's not my best work. I was like, what are you talking about? Then I looked again. I was like, I see what he's talking about. And it's just, they're being overworked. Uh, So I feel bad for them. Um, Same story everywhere. It's it's international. It's not just Disney. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like over there. Yeah. 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 Go watch that. Uh, final season of Attack on Titan is is finally done. Like truly done this time. So you can watch that. Is it though? No. Yeah, it's done this time. So until they do the Boruto, they'll do the <laughs> Boruto <laughs> and bring them back. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, the season finale of Loki is this Thursday too. Yeah. Like we literally will get out of the movie and then have time. 
to watch all these things when we get home. That's how short the movie is. That's so cool. Actually, it won't even be out yet. You have to wait a whole another hour <laughs> for the stuff to come yep. on. <laughs> I can imagine my son's like, Dad, you're home already? Listen, uh, <laughs> the the sun hasn't even gone down. <laughs> <laughs> Just left. <laughs> All right, yeah. y'all. Well, it's been real. I will see you guys oh, wait, on sorry. Thursday. Also, uh, oh, the, the Pluto, uh, what else? that Pluto uh, anime on Netflix. Pluto Nash? No, 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 Pluto no, no, Nash, no. bro. Uh, Pluto Nash. It's called... I, Sequel? No, 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 I forgot. Eddie Murphy? It's, it's called Pluto. This is a Netflix original anime. Check it out. I need to okay. check it out. I checked out Onimusha. I didn't like it. So, hey, Sam, when does that uh, kaiju anime come out? Uh... Hey, you made me forget. Hold on. You didn't make me forget. Because I've been meaning to check that out whenever it drops. Uh, uh, I had to Google it. Uh, next year, it's in the spring. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Sometime soon. No, 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 no. Next year in the spring. Okay. They announced it early, like three weeks ago, but it'll next year. Gotcha. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Yellow Shaughnessy. <laughs> That's everything. Oh, uh, yeah. No. Cool. All right. All right. Yeah, that's it. That's everything. We'll see you guys <laughs> on the next one. Peace. Peace.